0: Well, hey, everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the Redeemed and Restored podcast. We're all be coming to you every Friday so that together we can intentionally discover the faithfulness of God, which is my absolute favorite thing to do. Every week, I'll bring you encouragement to see God working all things together for good, from scriptures to devotional excerpts to song lyrics to personal examples from my journey through redemption and restoration. Joining this community on a regular basis, where it's okay to be real and throw off our masks of perfection, will not only encourage you, but will motivate and stir your hearts and just possibly leave you forever changed. In times like this, we all need to be encouraged as we face the challenges, difficulties, and losses of this life. So I look forward to growing right along with you in authenticity and transparency as we endeavor to find the faithfulness of God in our everyday lives. So take a moment to write a review on Apple so even more people are able to find the encouragement you're about to hear. Each episode is broadcast on my YouTube channel before it's converted and brought to you in this audio format. If you'd like to get in on the fun and giveaways at my YouTube home, join me over there at Athena Dean Holtz for even more encouragement. So hey, let's get started. Well hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here and welcome to this week's edition of Redeemed and Restored. I'm super excited to introduce you to Marnie Swedberg. She is one whom godly women look to for coaching, collaboration, and connections, and she is an incredible mentor and the author of 13 books. She has a well-known radio show and is also the founder and director of womenspeakers.com. You are going to love her insight and examples of how God has redeemed and restored in her life. And if you're ever looking for a keynote speaker, whether virtual or for just a in-person event, make sure you check out Marnie at Marnie.com. Here we go. All right. Well, here we are for another edition of Redeemed and Restored. And I am super excited to introduce you to Marnie Swedberg, who is my guest today. Welcome, Marnie, to the Redeemed and Restored broadcast slash podcast. (laughs) Thank you. So great to be here. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, I am all about having our guests share how God has redeemed and restored. And there's so many different ways that he works in our lives. And yours is a little different than mine. Well, let's say it's a lot lot. different than mine, (laughs) but it is so glorious the way God works and shows himself faithful. So I would love for you to just share. I'm going to just give you the digital stage and ask you to share your story. And uh, I'll
1: probably have some questions for you as we go. Sounds good. Well, I want to start by just reminding you guys that um, your thumb, that little, that one rectangle right there is so unique that it can convict you of a crime in a court of law. That's how unique that one inch of your body is. And that's how unique you are. And your story is that unique too. And so you're right, Athena, my story is so different from yours. I had the great privilege of coming to Christ at four years old. I understood I was a sinner and I needed a savior. And I trusted my life to God at that time. I was raised in a family with parents who love me and who um, taught me about Jesus. My mom was, and my mom and my grandma both uh, were Bible memorizers. And so I have much of the Bible memorized. And uh, so I, that's how I grew up. So when you, when we were talking about a redeemed story, it's like, hmm, well, let's see, cause I am redeemed. I am just as redeemed as the person who came out of a horrific uh, background. And I, I interview people on my show too. And Athena, I suppose the one that was the most riveting to me lately was the girl who was sold into the sex slave at three years old. And we hear these stories. And then you have a story like mine. I was raised in a Christian home and didn't really have any of the trauma with sex and drugs and alcohol and all that kind of stuff. But yet life has been so intense. Even without all that, we live in a fallen world. Bad things happen all the time so my history includes fires and floods and a tornado and a sinking boat and burglaries and business setbacks in our own family we've had head injury sudden death cancer so it's not like when you come to christ as a young child that you miss all of the trauma of life you don't there's still trauma there but i have to say that because i have known christ since i was a small child I think that I have an advantage in some of the perspective of the world. And I work with women on that all the time. Uh, Deep spiritual healing is what I call it, where you come into this awareness that God really is as good as he says he is. He forgives you to the degree he says he does. He loves you more than you can even fathom. And he does have a wonderful plan for your life and eternity. So what I thought about when we were going to talk about redeeming, redeeming and redemption, I thought about how every morning when I'm running on the elliptical, uh we have a Florida room here in our home and I we have an elliptical runner out there and I just go in the morning and I and I pray I pray through all the countries of the world praying for the women in the countries of the world as well as many others uh by name and then I always do this one prayer where I actually redeem. I redeem every morning. And my prayer starts like this. I say, God, I am so grateful, excited, and relieved that I can release everything that feels like it was not, is not, or won't be for my good. And I can redeem that for eternal good right now. And then I go on in that prayer. So that's what I wanted to kind of focus on right now is that whether your redemption story is focused on something God has done in the past, in the present or in the future, it's all redemption. It's all re- when he saved us, we were redeemed. When he saves me today, I am redeemed again. And he redeems us all evil for good that we commit to him. So I like to, you know, James 1 talks about we count it all joy when we come into trials. And we don't understand that with a human perspective, we cannot comprehend that instruction or that actually gift. But when we understand it from God's perspective, we can. So I like to use the analogy of a diving board. If you go out to the end of a diving board over a swimming pool um, and you just stand there and then you plop off the end into the water, you have one result, right? You just, you got your splash, you got your jump, that's it. But if you go to the end and you jump up and down, up and down, up and down, now when you go into the water, you have a whole different experience because you've gotten some height on it. How did you get height on the end of the board? You went down in order to go up higher. And that's what the trials are coming to do. So if we say heaven has no trials, no, no temptations, no, no tears, no sorrow, whereas hell is all full of that. That's what hell is. Hell is the absence of good. And so hell is horrible, everything bad you can imagine. And earth is the choosing place. Earth is where we have horrible things happen to us and we have wonderful things happen to us. And we get to choose right here, right now, which one we want to have forever, the good or the evil, the God or the opposite, the lack of him. And so everything that comes into our life is meant to focus our direction onto this amazing savior that came to the world as a baby to live a perfect life to die a sinful shameful horrible death for our sins so that we could come directly into the presence of God and talk to him and we can't do that any other way he redeemed us when you, when i think of redemption i think of a coupon i think of going to the store and if i don't take that coupon out of my purse or out of my phone i don't get credit for it it is lost it is useless to me I have it, but it's no good to me. Jesus, when he died on the cross, he died for all of our sins, past, present, and future. But if we don't save, step into that, if we don't actually redeem that coupon. And and, and the first time I thought of this, Athena, I was thinking, wait a minute. I am not supposed to be the redeemer. God's the redeemer. So why would I be redeeming a coupon if it's God redeeming me? but it's always like this. It's always circular. It's always like he starts it and we follow up. He puts the idea in my head and I go do it. He puts the person on my mind and on my heart and I call them. It's always like that. And so it shouldn't surprise us that he also wants us to redeem the coupons that he's given us. Another analogy that I have in my head is I have this picture of a wedding table piled high with gifts. Mm. And that is All those gifts are assigned to my account and I can either run over and open them and take advantage of what's in all those gifts, or I can just leave them on the table. I can just leave them right there. Just like the coupon, unredeemed, unopened, no benefit to me, just kind of the thought that I maybe feel loved because I think they're there. I had this uh, thought a few months ago about the table and the gifts again, and In that moment, Athena, what was really amazing is that God actually told me that my vision of this table was way small, that if he showed me how many gifts were really on the table that he has prepared for me to open during this lifetime here on earth, that I would be so, my mind would be so blown that he doesn't show me the whole table because it would be too much. So when we recognize that even the downs lead to ups, that the lows can be turned to highs, that God really means it when he says he will bring good out of every situation for those who are called by him and who are trusting him. And so I think that that's our job is our job is to redeem every low thing, every small thing, every little thing, every bad thing, to give it to God and ask him to give us um, something in response to it. I wrote Flow Through Vessel. There's four R's in this book. Um, the first R is to recognize that I've got a problem and God can help me. Number two, the second R is to release that problem, that sadness, that grief, that pain, whatever it is to him. Release it like I just sold in my car. Really release it. Like if I sold you a car, I wouldn't come next week and see if you cleaned it out or if you changed the oil. I would let you have it. You know, I would not keep taking it back. Right, so right. release it to God like that. And then wait. So the, you wait for the reciprocal gift. So he's going to give you something to fill that space. The principle is an open space. We, uh, we hate a val- vacuum. Our bodies hate a vacuum. Nature hates a vacuum. It's going to get filled with something. If you don't let him fill it with one of the fruit of the spirit or something else that he wants to give you, that thing's going to come right back in. And you're going to wonder, why do I keep giving this to God and keep getting it back? It's because you aren't waiting for his reciprocal gift. So receive the reciprocal gift. And the final one is then to respond and how you're going to feel in that moment is sheer gratitude. You're going to be just so thankful because you just got a gift off the table. And a minute ago, you had a problem or you were sad or you were overwhelmed. And now you just opened a gift and you're really happy and you're feeling that. And so this process that we do allows God to flow through us so we can redeem every situation, every circumstance for his glory. It's a beautiful way to live. Mm,
0: I love that because what you're... um, we can't stop the things that happen around us yeah. we can't st- you know we have no control over that nope. but enough. we do have control over how we respond and mm-hmm. you're giving a very tangible way yeah. to recognize and, <laughs> and and you know go through those yep. steps where cuz you know if you don't recognize that you got a problem or that you you know if you haven't been convicted right. that okay i don't need to hang on to this i don't need to be right. angry I don't need to be all worried right. about. It's like God's not up in heaven scratching his head, going, "I didn't see that coming." Right? Oh. <laughs> I'm a little overwhelmed right now. Sorry, can't help yeah. you. Yeah, so <laughs> I love that just that theme of Romans eight twenty eight that you just described so well, mm-hmm. um, because He will, and you know, when He does use all things, even the bad things, for good for those who love Him and are called according to His purpose then you're on, you're on the stage and people are watching and going, wow, how can she be like so filled with joy and her life is falling apart? Right.
1: He loves to show up and show off, doesn't he? He does. I have this saying uh, for really hard times when I'm experiencing the joy or the peace of the Lord, I have this saying, I would be more faithful if it didn't feel so irresponsible. So sometimes we say suck, stuck in sadness or stuck in despair because we feel like it's irresponsible for us to actually experience the joy of the Lord or the peace of the Lord. We feel like people won't understand how we can be okay. I mean, people will literally say to me, I don't think you understand the gravity of the situation. <laughs> and I'll be like, wow. yes, I actually do. But my God is bigger. And so we can actually live there. That's where we can live.
0: Absolutely. And that is so that it's just so important for us to do that right now with so much going on around us that Christians are, you know, spewing all over Facebook and being divisive. Right. And, you know, that's not who we want to show the world uh, who right. Christ is. Right. And what you're talking about is being the hands and feet of Jesus, being that example of the peace that he gives us. Mm-hmm. Not the situation is not filled with peace, but he fills us with peace in the midst of it.
1: Yeah, I wrote the book Flow Through Vessel because so many gals, I had written a book called Feeling Loved, which was uh, in response to how do you how do you trust God so much? And so I wrote this book, Feeling Loved, Experiencing God in the Minutes You Have. And it was very well received and a lot of gals got a lot out of it and understood how I just have this really close Uh, intimate relationship with God. I've known him since I was so tiny and uh, we just hang out and we talk just like you and I are talking. I mean, we just have this wonderful relationship. So I explained all that, but they were still like, I still don't really get it. I don't, I don't get how you do it. And you know how something, when it's second nature to you, it's hard to understand. Um, however, the people can't see it. Right. Oh. But one of the things that I did in flow through vessel and God just put this book in my book in my heart. Um, but I use a lot of analogies there and I'll share one here, the straw analogy. So a lot of us feel like what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to get up in the morning, have our devotions with God, go do the day. And then, you know, pray for our lunch or whatever, pray whenever there's a crisis, and then, you know, talk to him at night before we go to bed. And that's, that's what we're supposed to be doing, kind of living for Jesus, right? Okay. And that's actually right. That's right. But it's so much more than that. It's, it's like we are supposed to be the straw. And so if you have a a glass of ice cold water and it's a hot day and someone puts a straw in it, they get this refreshing, refreshing ice water. But if you have a glass or a a container of gasoline and somebody puts a straw in that, that's what they get a flammable, right? So when, when I think, when I think that I'm supposed to come up with the ice cold water and avoid being a flammable, That's a lot of pressure on me because I, I honestly sometimes can't help it that I'm flammable. (laughs) You know, I just, I just got terrible news or had a huge loss or was in an accident or whatever. And in that moment, you know, how am I supposed to be the fresh water of Jesus? Mm. But. The thing that we're called to do is not to create or generate the goodness of God. We are supposed to tap into the existing goodness of God. Like a straw, stay submerged in God. And then no matter what's happening to me, whatever my circumstances are, still what people are getting when they suck on my life is God. It's such a big difference from me trying to produce a life like Jesus. I May mean, I just fail constantly if I'm trying to do that. Yeah. But if I recognize, no, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to stay submerged in Jesus life and let that flow through me. Yes. So years ago I had this girls' club in my home. I had it for 10 years. It was called Amael, which means servant girl of the Lord. Every afternoon, a bunch or three days a week, a bunch of girls would come over after school, 11 to 15 year olds, and we would make meals for families in need. And we would do other stuff, sing together and things like that, too. But uh, I'd be in the kitchen with up to 12 little girls who don't know how to cook making (laughs) a meal that a family who's in trauma is going to have to eat tonight for supper. (laughs) So the pressure was on. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, girls can be so squirrely and so just like out to lunch. And so I was a lot of pressure. I would, I, for the first year that I did it in those 10 years for the first year, I did almost every night after they'd leave, I would just be exhausted, have a headache. And just, that was it for the day. I couldn't do anything else. But then uh, God kind of grew me up in my stamina there too. But one of the things I learned during those years is that whenever I'm short of something, all I have to do is humbly ask. So during Amal, um, somebody would just be getting on my last nerve and I would turn around and I would open a, fr- a fridge door or a cupboard door just to pretend like I was grabbing something. And I would say, God, I have no more patience for so-and-so, but you do give me some of yours now. Ooh. And that's why I think the Bible says pray without ceasing. And I think it's why the Bible says that a proud man in his pride, or a foolish man rather, in his pride does not look to God. So we are thinking we're supposed to be doing it all. We're not. We're just supposed to be looking to God to let him do it through us. And what I found was that every single time that I humbled myself, God would intervene on my behalf. And it wasn't always what I thought. It wasn't always what sometimes the doorbell would ring or the phone would ring. Sometimes there was one time, literally that immediately after I prayed that prayer, a different girl, Dropped a whole nine by 13 pan of dessert upside down on the floor. But you know what? I was no longer thinking about how impatient I was with so-and-so. Now (laughs) I was focused. So he doesn't do it the way we think or we expect, but he always comes through for us. And living that way, it's such a joyful way to live. And we never Mm -hmm. run out. Even when people say we suck us dry. You cannot be sucked dry when you are in God doing what he has called you to do. Hmm. So that is just a daily and
0: moment by moment moment. (laughs) redeeming, you know, every situation, just asking God for help and watching him answer those prayers in very creative ways. I love that, (laughs) that, you know, it's not always this way we have it in our heads, and our, our lives don't usually end up being the way we see it in our heads. But God, he's way more creative than we are. And I love, I just love those examples of how when you just ask him for help, humbly, he loves to answer that prayer. He loves it. He does.
1: Elizabeth Elliot has a definition of humility that I really like and embrace. She says, humility is flexibility. And I really love that because it's hard to say, Oh, I'm so humble. But I can actually tell if I'm being flexible.
0: <laughs> so, yep. Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay, so um I would love for you to um first I'm going to ask you to give give us a scripture kind of just whatever you feel like would be the most helpful for those who have been watching to just kind of hang on to just as a way to help them remember that God is that Romans 828 God that is in the redemption and restoration business, no matter how small or how big. And um, first,
1: I I want you to do that. And I'm going to ask you a little more about your book that we were talking about. Sure. So I would say for homework, look up Psalm ninety-one. That is just a go-to psalm all the time. It was my grandma's favorite psalm, my mom's favorite psalm, and it is my favorite psalm. And then for the verse, I'm going to give you Second Corinthians nine eight in the NIV version, which says, "But God." And you know, those two words alone are gold. But God. But God. <laughs> but God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having everything you need. You may abound in every good work. Mm, that is such a great scripture.
0: I love that.
1: <laughs> Me too.
0: <laughs> oh my! So, if we have some people watching today, they want to get uh, connected with you either on social media, on your website, and then also where the best places to find that book that you um, gave us the yeah. the four steps out of vessels
1: flow through vessel. flow through vessels. Yeah. Yeah, So my website is Marnie.com. Just my name, M-A-R-N-I-E.com. And everything's over there. Or you can search me for Mentor Marnie is a lot of uh, my handles at Facebook and Instagram and like that are Mentor Marnie. So I would love to connect with you. And the books are all at Amazon too. If you search for Marnie Swedberg, you'll find them all there. Perfect. And we'll,
0: we'll put those uh, links down below as well. So Marnie, thank you so much for being with us today. It was refreshing and just a a wonderful example of how good and faithful our God is to work in our lives.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Athena. So thanks
0: for joining us today on the Redeemed and Restored podcast brought to you by Athena Dean Holtz and the Romans 828 Bookstore, a division of Redemption Press. I'd love to have you review and share this podcast with friends, family, and others who could use the encouragement. And be sure to check out my YouTube channel at Athena Dean Holtz for more tips and tools to help you find the faithfulness of God. So thanks for joining us today. See you next week for another episode of Redeemed and Restored.